Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to live. Of course, unless you're not listening live, this is the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast Cast. It is Wednesday, June 3rd, 2020. I'm your host, I'm Travis Bryant. Joining me as soon as possible will be our co-host, good friend and uh, podcasting partner, Karen Hawking. Uh, until then, let me go ahead and give out all of the pertinent contact information. This is an interactive show. Reach out and contact us. If you want to have your voice heard on this show, there are two ways to go about that. First way, get in line. Give us a call. We will talk to you live on air and tonight. Hit us up on the Constellation Lines at 347-202-0103. Once again, call us tonight at 347-202-0103. If you can't call us live, but again, you want your voice heard, drop us a voicemail. Hit us up on the voicemail line at 415-787-5229. You've got three unadulterated minutes to voice your opinion, ask your questions, yell, rant, rave, heap praise upon your host's. Uh, whatever you want to do, the voicemail is there for you. Once again, that's 415-787-5229 for the voicemail line. You can always drop us an email. The mailbag is always open, constantly being refreshed. Uh, hit us up. East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. Find the show on Twitter. Find us at East Coast Cast, twitter.com slash East Coast Cast. You can find my personal Twitter at Travelord. You can find Cam at Seahawk, at C-E-E Hawk. All kinds of conversations happening on those accounts. So please join us on Twitter. And the last bastion of Get Adage, find us on Facebook. The Facebook fan page can be found at facebook.com slash PWTorch. East Coast Cast, or just search East Coast Cast or PW Torch, and you will see us among the Torch family of fan pages. Um, so, yeah, so again, those are all the ways to reach out, connect with us. Please do one or all of those things. And without further ado, let's go ahead and bring on uh, Cam. Cameron, how's everything? Things are things. Things exist. Things are things. Things certainly exist. Uh, what space they exist in, well, that's... Yeah. But, um, yeah, things existing. Um, you you are existing in a certain space, uh, personally. I don't I, I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about that publicly, Mr. <laughs> Social Media Guy. Uh, but 
But yeah, you uh, with uh, some of your personal friends and along with a lot of other Austinites and Travis County folks, and I'm sure some you know all all the people in the surrounding area was a part of uh, a very peaceful protest in Austin. Uh, yes, two, two days ago. When was it exactly? Sunday. Monday. Or, it was Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Um, what, what went into our, well, besides the obvious, but what went into actually saying I'm going to get, you know, go down and make my voice heard and be seen and, and share this moment with, again, thousands of other folks. Yeah, I just, um, you know, I just think that we. You know, we have the, these voices and we have this platform, and I do think that we say a lot of important things and we and we bring up a lot of important topics, um, and I think that people appreciate us for doing that. Um, they appreciate us being a different voice in this space. Um, I think it makes us relatable, and I think that it makes people feel like they don't have to turn off the world to enjoy commentary on something they like. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. It was a big thing for me to be able to say, look, like I'm, I'm, I'm saying these things all the time and I definitely believe these things, but, you know, you have to, and not, when I say you, I mean you in the sense of me. Um, I just felt that I needed to put something on the line to show how much these things mean, you know. So mm-hmm. it was important for me to be out there, um, you know, to be able to tell that story, to be able to look at people, people like me and people who don't look like me, and be able to tell them that this is a thing that we're in, you know, together. So yeah, it was uh, it was a big deal to me, um, and you know, it, it's weird being loud kind of helped tune out a lot of the noise, um, which is a weird kind of juxtaposition, but yeah, um, something I needed to be a part of, I think for me, for my soul and my spirit, and, and I feel like I'm better for it. Well, that's good Good to hear that uh, That last line, being, being better for it, because <clears throat> uh, if you're not, then it's, it, it, then, then it would feel pointless, and you know, you feel worse than you did going in it, maybe even, so. Absolutely. Uh, and and also and things stayed relatively peaceful and decent uh, at the at the one you were at. Uh, minor bullshit skirmishes that you get when thousands of people are are gathered, but nothing major. Uh, there again a few isolated things, but we didn't often didn't make the news. Yeah, put it that way, and. Um, when when they just yeah, in, it, it tends to not uh, <laughs> make the news, but you know, yeah, yeah. and that's a it's it sucks to be like, yeah, no, um, my friends were down at a at a protest and and came back, you know, intact and you know not bruised up uh, from the pistol whipping and you know nothing like that. It was it it, it yeah. Yeah, to think uh, in in those hours, like okay, let's like hope that 
things, uh, you know, following live. <clears throat> like, I hope things, you know, don't go south. And, and they didn't. But, uh, unfortunately, a lot of the country can't, can't say that. And, and I'm not, it's uh, one of those weird things. Like, I'm not mad. I'm not, I'm, I'm not crying over a building. Yeah, like, yeah, it sucks for those people that work in those buildings, especially if you didn't work in some chain, you know, we're not talking about some chain, some well-insured corporate chain place, some real community folks got injured and uh, lives upended. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to be a fucking dickhead and be like, well, it's the cost of doing business. But there is something to that. And it's like, well, you know, if my small business is now going to go fucking under because some assholes busted it in, tore the place up, or did whatever, or God forbid, hurt me try while I'm trying to protect it, which happened all over the place, uh, I'm sure I'd be you know, speaking a different tune. Uh, but I, I, I'm not in that personal situation, but I, I, I have to acknowledge that. Uh, yeah, you know, for the person personal, it's, uh, but macros, the sense, like yeah, things always get damaged. There's no, there's no. I had to tell uh, a few friends of mine, like there's no, like that would that would say that would go that uh, violence never uh, 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 cured anything or solved anything. It's like what world do you live in? Because you don't yeah. live on Earth in the history of Earth. You certainly have ignored the history of movements and progress on this planet. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I don't want to be like, go read a book and be the condescending fucking asshole, but God damn it, read a fucking book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, this is a country in the world that's soaking blood in, in blood on so... Yeah, my God. We've had wars. Like, we've been alive for them. If we celebrate... War, we have we call them war heroes, and that's unjustified yeah. bullshit. Corporate war started by banks to do, you know. My, I'm talking about progress and movements and and revolutions and that kind of shit. You know, people gonna die. Yeah, they, Good people are gonna Day, die. Fourth of July and like all all of our holidays are based off of violence for the most right. part. Right. Like it's just what it is. Um, so yes, it's one thing to it's and it's saying you have to remind us like well, just acknowledging that doesn't mean you're going hurrah let, let the fucking streets run red. <laughs> like there's a there's a there's a middle to that. There's acknowledging that things don't change typically unless again major event, major death, assassination, whatever. Or, or just a lot of upheaval and, and blood in the streets. And it's not cheering it on. It's just acknowledging history and how humans are and the, <clears throat> what the, only, the only solution to entrenched, entrenched systematic uh, institution, whatever they may, may be. Whether they're fighting against the fucking Romans or whoever, Genghis Khan. Yeah, just uh, almost everything that's been won or, you know, won or, uh, 
conceded or anything like that. It's almost exclusively been through violence in, in world history. Um, things aren't given. Things are taken. You know, it's just, it's just right. what it is. And those are the good guys. <laughs> right? Like, and those are the folks that we, we, we cheer and legitimately go, yeah, no, they, they changed. Yeah, those guys have changed history and uh, they've got freedom for a lot of people in whatever instances throughout history. Yeah, their trails are soaked in fucking blood and misery and despair. It, but for a uh, virtuous, uh, altruistic, you know, freedom, love, and reason, like true freedom, love, and reason. That's when co-opted Americana bullshit catchphrase. Yep. So, okay. I, I, I wanted to, uh, you know, dwell on everything. Oh, did you see this cop punch somebody in the face? Did you see that cop run a lady over with a horse? But, uh, you know, the world is, uh, the country specifically, is uh, it's going through some shit, and I, I don't want to fall into because every time we do the thing of, or we they do the thing of you know it's just the it's just the time where I was listening to the Brad and Britt podcast today, and they were like you know is this the time like, fam remember when different topic different fucking level of angst and 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 and, and everything but like remember when a bunch of little white Babies and children were fucking shot up, and we were like, "Well, this is what we're control. This is going to be," and then nothing fucking happened. And then it's like, yeah. I, I think this is going to be maybe one of those things. Uh, but unlike something like that, this might have galvanized this, you know, a certain demographic or changed some minds. I saw some folks. And you want to resist the idea, the, uh, resist the reaction of, what the fuck took you so long, man? Like, get the fuck out yeah. of here. But I saw some folks, like, legit, that I had conversations with the day of and after Charlottesville about how Trump's not a fucking bigot and, you know, and this, and just taping for him and providing cover <clears throat> for the whole system. Not everything's out about Trump and his dumb ass. Uh, post like this really long, thoughtful, like, I got no choice but to believe the man's feelings were changed, acknowledge that he thought folks like the conversations that we had in the past were full of shit. Not full of shit, but like, whatever. Those, and, and acknowledge that shit is wrong and things need to change. So there's some hope, but is, is the next step going to be taken? Like when the, when the system pushes back inevitably and goes, hey, Whitey McComfortable, or so-called comfortable. Do you wanna? <laughs> you wanna? You really wanna go to bat and, and and put shit on the line, and then we'll see, and it'll shake out. But so far, there's been, you know, a few a few uh, bright spots. If you, I guess, it's so dark you can't help but see certain 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 bright spots in the, in the distance and go, okay, well, if that guy or that, that family or whatever could, could, could take a stance, but you also see that people digging in, but that's inevitable, but you'd look at the accentuate the positive and, um, can change that's uh, palpable and tangible. Um, but yeah. Okay. Um, Let's get to some wrestling and some headlines and uh, or, or on the same 
you know, sort of transitioning, but not. Have there been, or, or there absolutely has been, let me rephrase, rephrase that. Who have you seen on social media or making themselves public, wrestling-wise, wrestling personalities, wrestlers, that have, uh, that have um, made you go, that person is a true ally. Like, not in the quick, fucking disposable, woke, wokey, transactional sense, but like, you know, like the Kevin Owens is, who has a history of not being a scumbag. Um, yeah. Has there been some, uh, speaking of bright spots, has there been, has it in the wrestling world, has, uh, people that stick out, so like, statements that have been made, or consistent, people that have been consistent and are stepping up even more? Like yeah, I mean that part's hard for me because you you try not to you know you're, you're weary of praising. Well, uh, we can certainly pick up poke out the ones that have said some dumb shit and showed their true colors or or reinforce oh, yeah, the colors we, we we. Um, but I you know you know but I don't want to necessarily focus on that part. Um. <laughs> I, I thought, but like with like, Craig last week, maybe you just want to go dark. Like fuck it, let it let it rip, uh, let it rip. Fuck I, you, I thought, Chapa. <laughs> what Steve Cutler had to say, I thought was really interesting. That's probably like the thing that that really stands out to me in all this. Um, you know, Steve Cutler, tag team partner this of just how Jackson, work, right? Whatever, right? We talking yeah. about the same person? This, yeah. Yeah, this is the, uh, the 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 interesting part about it. Like, so you and I knew what the Forgotten Sons gimmick was before they said what the gimmick day one. Was. Like, before before we even they even showed up on TV. Yeah, like we, <laughs> we, we saw were promos aware. out of the backstage. We were like, oh okay. Yeah, 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 we knew what that was. And what's interesting to me is how many people really didn't. You know what I mean? Like. And, and part of it is WWE not outright saying, like, hey, this is like your far-right uh, paramilitary slash military vet, uh, you know, group of white guys who feel their voices aren't being heard. Like, that, that that's what the gimmick is, right? And, of course, like a Jackson Riker, it's not a gimmick. Like, this, this is really who I am. Um, and it's unapologetic about it. You know what I mean? And... Um, to the point where it's hard to even be upset at at, at the ignorance of it all because you know specifically that that's what it is. Um, but, you know, he's like, you know, just basically praising, you know, his president for being who he is. And, uh, you know, and the, the broad like, sweeping uh, praise of police and the police state kind of like way to go. Exactly. Yeah. No nuance, just yeah. right wing and, jerk. Yeah, and Steve Cutler, you know, gets on the note zap and he's like, um, let me just make it clear that regardless of what, you know, what my political, like, standing might be, like, nah, 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 nah. I love black people. He loves everybody. <laughs> mm, mm. Steve Cutler seems to be trying to have it both ways today. Because he, he seems to be wanting to not make his friend, make, you know, just be, be able to say to his friend, who he's probably friends with, you know, hey, we just have different personal or, or political preferences or 
different versions of similar political whatever. I'm just not willing to go as far as you, whatever. But we're still, you know, you know, we're still, you know, we're still bros. We're still tag teams. We've fucking forgotten sons all day, hey, right? That's how I ever clear. I'm not saying I, I didn't say like I like or appreciate it. I said sure, I it was interesting. Yeah, but your specific yeah, word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, <laughs> like yo, like he's. Yeah, this thing isn't going to be over for me before it gets going. Like, you're not dragging me down with you. <laughs> stop stop saying the things we say in private so loud. Um, again, right. I'm so, and Steve Cut or, or, or Jackson Riker is just like, no, I'm saying those things. I got to retweet from fucking Trump Jr.'s douchebag ass. So, and, you know, he feels he's getting all kinds of praise, but they also, he's just getting hammered and doxxed, and that's not yeah. right. Um, uh, like, first off, if you're going to go to somebody's house or crib, you better be about it, because I'm pretty sure Jackson Riker is living his gimmick. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you you run up on that, man. Um, yeah, be about it for real. It could be a problem. Uh, but also, it's just stupid and dangerous. And, 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 and making the, and completely ruining all your high ground. Just taking it away, like oh, just cutting yourself yeah, knees off. Because one person, just like everything else, now it's the like, internet. Now everybody that's bashing them on the internet is, is gets lumped in with the person that fucking tweeted out his address. Mm-hmm. You know, and and, and, and <sighs> yeah, that's all they need. That's all they need. And it's worse than my dad. You do so. I've been doing the thing when I was 13. Now I'm 40 years old. It's, you always this, that, and the third. Like, fam, it happened once. And I was a teenager. <laughs> but, but, they'll, but they'll fucking, yeah, label you that shit forever. Anyway, um, yeah, they'll, check your, check your, I put it this way, um, your favorite, if you don't care, then you don't care. But, you know, your favorite online wrestling t-shirt maker might have exposed themselves as pieces yeah. of shit that you, you might not want to spend your money with. You might not, you, you might not give a fuck because you spend your money with, you know, you buy a pack of Oreos, you're really an evil person because the disco and crafts and all those things, they're terrible fucking evil companies. Like, it's true. So, it is a bit of hypocrisy for me to, you know, crush fucking pro wrestling tees, you know, and don't spend your money there. And, they, you know, they're small company, whatever, but they they can't take back, and there's things that they said in public are out there, and I can't help if it affects my fucking... Uh, they do a specific thing. When you yeah. do a specific thing, Nabisco can get caught in a goddamn child sex ring and people going to still eat uh, Oreos and Chips Ahoy or whatever. I think right? that's so, so entrenched. But you as a small company, you can't go on Twitter and be like, look at the fucking criminal animals. Fuck them. And it's like, oh, we, oh, in this moment, you're going to, right, okay. Can't help but have a reaction to that. Yeah, I think yeah. that we all like we all do things to limit the amount of evil we support. Um, I don't think anybody is is perfect in it, but 
sometimes you see a chance to let your voice be heard in taking away someone's power um, who is using it in the wrong way. And you don't get it right every time, but that doesn't mean you should never do it. Like I took a my Owen Hart shirt came in. I took a picture in the shirt and made it a point not to acknowledge the company who sold it to me, um, mm. because yeah, you know they, they, normally they you're like you know, yeah, hashtag this that, and the other. You know, yep. you you they don't like shit. Is Cam ever gonna come get his razor remote t-shirt? <laughs> like, yeah, right. Like, you know what? Mm. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like I'm still gonna wear that. Like I'm still. <laughs> Somebody sent me an outsider's vest right now. I'm wearing it. You know, it's yeah. you know, levels. Uh, so, okay. Um, in some entertainment wrestling news or headlines, what what's happening? Has, has anything in what's going on in the world been able to break through from something that happened on TV? Maybe some backstage shenanigans? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're a week from... Um, we're a week from. Are we a week from backlash? Yeah, like or yeah, like next weekend is backlash. Um, seems like right now, kind of the headliner is uh, Lashley and uh, Drew McIntyre, which I think actually looks like it's going to be pretty good. Um, you know, uh, Oscar and Nia Jax is coming up. Um, but it's kind of the big thing on that side. Uh, who is Bailey defending again? Uh, somebody in that group? Somebody they're running back. Uh, I'm sure somebody will, will fill us in. And then, um, is is In Your House takeover this weekend? I think um, Last promo I heard last week from NXT, somebody brought it up or, or mentioned, like, yeah, at, at takeover, at, at In Your House, I'm going to, you know, Get you or whatever, yeah. and it wasn't this past weekend, so I, yeah. Yeah. Um, skills, so yeah, I was take over in your house is coming up. Um, I'm I'm kind of getting used to this behind glass NXT wrestlers as the audience. I do think that it's helping, um, like it's helping acts emote better. Um, it's helping them express themselves a bit better. Um, adds a layer of you know, just a layer of engagement uh, to these shows. You can legit threaten that audience, and like it, it's acceptable. <laughs> I'll come yeah. out there, punch you in the face, and it's like not. Or I guess maybe that's a yeah, because you can't really say that to to the audience. You don't want to face and sight that have that level of, of heat and, and, and directed at the fans like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, with an audience full of wrestlers. Come yeah. over this rail and I'll see what happens. <laughs> Different rules. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah been, so, um, like that yeah. was solid. I didn't see SmackDown. Um saw Raw, it was solid. Um saw uh did see uh uh Dynamite and you know, they had like the Jericho Mike Tyson thing and that's I mean it, it just feels you know, teen years Microwave, uh, yeah, like when they did it in when we when when they did it in 2010, it was like an obvious yeah. 
WWE reheated thing that like okay, okay, whatever. We're doing this again twelve years twelve years later. I'm with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like being authentic. In ninety seven, in ninety eight, yes. Yeah, like Mike wasn't uh he came out and started after that. Yeah. So like Um, and even though I find Mike Tyson the person to be just one of the most compelling people in my lifetime. I, I really find him very interesting. Doing this is not interesting to me, like 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 at all. Like it's not even like you you knew that Steve Austin couldn't beat up Mike Tyson in real life, but who Steve Austin was at the time, the character he portrayed, putting those two next to each other made sense. Yeah. Um, it just and feels willing to like, buy into it. Yeah. It just feels like you have access to Mike Tyson, so you're using Mike Tyson. Like, that's all it felt like. Yeah. Yep. It's just like another celebrity appearance. Back then, it was like, oh, sh-. Like, even Bischoff was like, yeah, whatever. All, everything that they were trying to do at the end of 97 to to sort of, because it was obvious by then, like, oh, shit, WWF is, is trying to go edgy and try to trying to compete with the NWO and what's happening on WCW. And Bischoff was like, whatever, they can try all they want. And then in January 98, when fucking Tyson shows up, at least this is how Bischoff portrays it. And I and it's pretty, it's believable to think he went, oh, shit. Because, again, you got to remember, I think 17-year-old me, if I was paying attention and into wrestling, was like, what? He just, it was such a big deal when he got out in 97. And, and was that the Evander fight? And then, and then the ear thing happened, right? It was just a spectacle. It was just an absolute, it was so ripe for fucking junior, senior in high school kind of to be right, to just be all gaga about just mayhem and, and chaos like that. And if I was in the wrestling at that time uh, and he showed up, it would have been just perfect. Now, even if I was 25 in 1998 or 40 in 1998 and paying attention, it would have, because of who Tyson was and what he meant to the culture at that time. Now he's, they've thoughtfully and strategically and PR'd his image the last 15 years, ever since the goddamn hangover, you know, purposefully to take the edges off of him and to show that he's a human being and not just a fucking punching machine and, you know, rapist guy and all that kind of shit. Uh, and then you want to put him back in a in a in a genre where being unpredictable and having edge is where you make your money? Like that's not going to work. It's certainly not going to work. It didn't work in 2010. Certainly not going to work in 2020. But whatever. Uh, AEW, I think, is if it's WD, if it was WWE in 2020 trying again, it would be pathetic. It's not pathetic for AEW because. It's new to them, and their audience isn't. Um, it, it's, it just works better. I don't think it works. It just works better for them. Um, but who else would they get in that spot? I, I don't know. Maybe do something different. Uh, but anything more with the uh, – not Crow Cop. Was it Crow? No, it was – not Crow. It was Belfour who wanted to – Tyson, is that materialized? Is that going forward in the last? Uh, 
Okay, so you said you watched Raw. What happened with the uh, Rey Mysterio retirement deal? Like he had a ceremony? Yeah, uh, did that actually happen? Did he get Harbaugh well, no, no, no. cake? Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins <laughs> cut a promo basically saying that, you know, Ray's going to have to retire um, because of what I've done to him. And I'll be more than happy to be the one to induct him. <laughs> You're just on some bullshit. Um, so are they having a match first and then Ray retires? Or was this the no, ceremony was on bro? There was, there was no ceremony. That's the thing. Like, like Ray's... Um, right. I don't think Ray... They're being ambiguous, like saying that Ray um, doesn't know if he's go- if he's going to have to retire or not because so they're not. running this thing, this whole thing back that they did with Joe, like a year ago. And it was interesting having Joe be the one to ask him if he's going to have to retire multiple times. Um, <laughs> right, Joe's fucking a But no, um, and then Dominic is like seething mad and keeps showing emotion. So you wonder if that's going to lead to it, like him being involved. Is he finally going to turn? Like, yeah, it's 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 really interesting. And and Ray, to his credit, you know, who has never been super strong with the promos, is cutting very good promo. Um, he just sounds like a guy with, you know, not a lot of time left in the role that he's playing, but he seems at peace with that. Um, and just the, the way that he talks about his career and what he may have to do and how he doesn't want, how he wants to go out on his terms. It, it's it's really good. It's really touching. Um, he's doing a great Any, job. Anyone who thinks, anyone close to the business or close to the family or close to WWE that thinks Dominic has uh, any chance at being a, a decent, well-rounded professional wrestler in the next decade, how can they... Like if the, uh, they haven't done it, they haven't put him besides what they did a year or so ago with the match they had with Lesnar or whatever, getting beat up by Lesnar and stuff. But if they actually want to incorporate him and put him in stuff, he's just he needs to become a man, not on fucking TV. That's kind of what I'm getting. Yeah, uh, I'm stumbling around to say like he's just not ready. You just, I just you just look at that kid, look at his fucking face. And you go, you have no business being anybody's perfect, uh, nationally televised uh, uh, superstar. Use the lingo. He's a baby. And, and I mean that, like, in in a, not like in a mean way. Like, he's just, he's so young looking. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, it's, it's. You have, have to get all those young, little quirks, all those, like, yeah. weird uh, uh, just just being an amateur, just not being having the reps. You need to get all that stuff out of you. Not on fucking national TV. Not on the supposed the only thing. Show yeah, the only thing I think about him. World. The only thing I think about him is that he's Ric Flair's son, or not Ric Flair is is Rey Mysterio's son. And I say that to say like I don't think of Charlotte as just Ric Flair's daughter. Like like she has. Not even in 2014. Yeah. Like a a body of work that she built up. Um, There's a uniqueness about her. I've seen her stand on her own. Like, Hmm. yeah, but I still think of Dominic. She certainly got her chance because she's Ric Flair's daughter and certainly gets the push that she has now. And they treat her like she's a fucking goddess the way they do because of who she is and they want to continue a legacy for fucking. Um, mm-hmm. They only got no goddamn love for Ric Flair. Like 
in a in a wrestling sense. They didn't create him. They didn't like we know how that works. We know how Vince mm-hmm. really feels about that kind of stuff. Uh, so they want their own version of that, and that's what. But but she's like you said, held her own. She has a body of work. And again, even in 2014, they introduced her and did it in a way where it was like, okay, Dominic is just like. And again, she looked the part, even in 2014. She looked like an athlete. She wrestled like a fucking athlete. Dominic's out there looking like looking like a wrestling student extra. He should be out there in a fucking druid thing at WrestleMania or in a security outfit in a melee or pull-apart brawl that he's not the focus of. That's, you know, where you look and like, who's this fucking 19-year-old kid supposed to be security or some somebody's police officer? kind of thing. Like, that's who you should be in OVW or HWA or goddamn Deep South somewhere uh, and getting called up to do jobs on house shows and that kind of shit. But instead, add Ray Mysterio and son. uh, And and let me add on to that, too. Like, I'm certainly not saying, I don't think you're saying that every single person that's successful in wrestling should have to pay their dues. But the larger point is, like, Charlotte... I'm about to do this is about this kid's not fucking ready for prime time exactly. by no exactly. stretches of the like imagination. Not, yeah, like we had the Brian Cage conversation last week, and for however good or bad Brian Cage is, Brian Cage looks like he belongs. You know what I mean? Like, like that's a part of it. Um, and Dominic looks like he doesn't even look like Rey Mysterio's son, but he looks like somebody's kid. Like he just does, you know? Like, and he carries himself like somebody's kid, and there, there's just there's no polish on, on him yet, and there's no standout quality about him. Like, we've seen, like, uh, like a Velveteen who, even if he was rough around the edges, like, like for months figuring that thing out, you could see the thing in him. You could see you know that I mean? when Patrick Clark cut that promo on that big muscle head four, mm-hmm. five, six years ago. Like, oh, well. Regardless of how he's going to turn out as a pro wrestler, this guy's got some fucking spunk and some guts mm-hmm. to, to say what needed to be said to this fucking roided up piece of shit that was come talking mm-hmm. down to him. Uh, uh, but Tommy don't have none of those intrinsic kind of. I'd say yep. the best bet for him is to develop a personality and and, and become a and just be a wrestling personality. Like he could be a heel manager, and then we get this mm-hmm. debate: Oh, is he too big to be somebody's manager? He's not like a pips weak enough. Uh, but he certainly, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, the idea of him continuing in the role he's in, I just kind of see where, unless he has no, like, he's like, no, I'm in it for as long as uh, my dad's in it. I'll be a prop and a MacGuffin or whatever you need me to be as far in a wrestling context. I'll pretend I have some, I want a future, but maybe that's the thing. Maybe he don't have no fucking, and he's just like, no, no, no I'm here for the storyline and, Usually, how you need fit, and I'll, I'll learn how to take bumps because I'll need, you know, for, for the sake of this. But if he has, a, if he has airs, if he has eyes to be a wrestler in the future, I think he should. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. He's like, fuck that. You see the check I got just for cutting a promo on Raw, <laughs> mm-hmm. or or standing in the background nodding my head while my dad cuts a promo like I got paid for that. Say, hey guys, I think I should be putting minor leagues. <laughs> so, yeah, right? Going uh, going directly to StockX. Right. With that check. Um 
Um, anything else in the last week, wrestling-wise, TV-wise, anything else-wise that stand out that needs to be uh, talked about? I don't really think here? so, no. All right. Let's, um... Oh, um, how do you, just real quick, how do you feel about, or did you see the medium uh, 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 promo with their thing, the backstage thing they did? Well, it was her and, god damn, I can't think of his name, Keith Lee. And they did the dinner sketch. While LeRae not, and Johnny were were in the ring, heard it was good. Yeah, did not see it. So I mean, it was it was okay, um, but it was jarring to see that in an NXT context, like them backstage or whatever setting they were in at a dinner table, whoever's apartment. I can't even remember if it was like a legit like, you know, they were supposed to be at somebody's crib or restaurant, or if it was just some dressed up backstage thing. I don't remember. But either way, it just felt like are we already and then this that guy was a production guy, but did, the guy who left, who was supposed to be Kevin Dunn's heir apparent. This was like a WWE main roster kind of sketch. Whether it was good or not, just like that style of let's have people do not wrestling y kind of stuff. You know, you know what I mean? Are we yeah. already is, is NXT already uh, getting Third infected brand, or man. whatever? Or or is it just we need programming, all ideas on deck, and segments are segments. <laughs> you know, segments fill time. We don't have time to be, you know, if it's if it's good. And like you said, you're admitting it was at least, you know, like you're hearing it's good. I watched it and it was okay. It was fine. It was decent. Uh, most people liked it. So what are you what are you complaining about? It's like, oh boy, here we go. I hope the folks at NXT, I hope the I hope the besides Triple H, but the actual talent have enough in them to push back if and when that stuff starts to get out of hand. Or when it get when it gets too sports entertainery. I hope they have enough in them to say, Hey, I have a suggestion. <laughs> Maybe we not make ourselves look like, look like fools. So, just, uh, yeah, thought I'd bring that up before we get going in earnest here. Let's, uh, let's talk to some folks. 347-202-0103. That is the number to call us. So, get in line, and we will talk to you. Let's start off in the Northeast. First, we'll go to North, then we'll go to Brooklyn. Uh, bring Kylan on. Kylan, what's happening? Not much, Travis. How are you and Cam doing this week? Yeah, doing as well as we can, I think. Yeah, you know. Great. Uh, so, the first thing I have for you guys this week is in regards to our newest SmackDown call-up. Mr. Matt Riddle. Mm-hmm. Kurt Angle recently revealed in an interview that he 
refused an offer to be Matt Riddle's manager. First question for you for this week. <clears throat> what is Matt Riddle's potential feeling as a member of the quote-unquote official WWE main roster? And does he actually need a on-camera manager, in your opinion? Well, second part first, no. He doesn't need yeah. a manager. I, I hope that was that was in part why Kurt Angle turned it down. You know, going this would just be, I would just be taking away from and there's no money match down the line a year from us getting together that we could then have a match. Like I'm not gonna I can't like Kurt like I can't rely on being able to wrestle Matt fucking Riddle. Like I think if Kurt Angle was like could have a match would rather have a match with the Undertaker. You know, somebody that should uh or even not not even Brock, but 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 the Undertaker or Goldberg, if he could you know, not get dropped on his neck. But somebody that's gonna that he can keep up with, certainly. <laughs> hey, you know, get in there with Matt Riddle and have Matt Riddle slow yeah. down to Kurt Angle speed. Like that's that's not I think so I, I hope some more than I, well, I hope I hope I hope the reason Kurt turned it down was creatively that Matt Riddle don't need a fucking manager. And also, there's not a lot on the other side of that. Ten years ago, Kurt, I question it. But certainly, uh, 2020, Kurt Angle, I don't know. Yeah, but maybe his personality is so big that I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, a manager in general, but a, a Kurt Angle manager who – you know, has has a big personality and is and is super charming and that would have to be the funny. Story. I just that would yeah, have to be the, that, that would have to be the entire Matt part Riddle. of crux of their relationship. Dominating over yeah. domineering uh-huh. Kurt Angle, and they don't last three months because it's like obvious from the start that big personality, youthful exuberance Matt Riddle is not gonna is not gonna stay quiet or have Kurt talk over him or do his training the way Kurt wants to, because Matt's accomplished in his own, might not be an elliptical, but it would have to be like a, it's more of an introduction of Matt Riddle. Like, if we didn't know who Matt Riddle was on WWE TV and Kurt Angle brought him in and, mm-hmm. or something like that, maybe, but like, yeah, we know who he is. We know he don't need a manager. We, it would just be weird, and I hope, I hope like, that's why Kurt turned it down. RVD never needed like Bill Alfonso. You know what I mean? Like I don't think that Bill Alfonso added to RVD's act. I think it was it was a bell, it was a whistle, but it was just a thing. It, it was literally a whistle. Literally a whistle. But, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was it was, you know, it was spoiler on the sports car. Like it's already fast. Um, it can add like something to it, but nothing like significant. Um, and and. Kylan, for to get to the first part of it too, like Matt Riddle has all the tools to be a WWE champion, like to be a world champion. Um, can do all the things in the ring. Has a look that 
um, like has a super unique look. Like he, he's just in in great shape, but also not bulging with muscles in a way I've always said like looks relatable. Um, yeah, he, yeah, Matt Riddle he's a guy, Kylan, that if that if somebody forty five years old or younger had ultimate power over the company would understand the demo he could bring in. A demo that they do absolutely garbage in. You know, 13 to fucking 25 or some shit like that. Whatever the, I don't know what the official thing is. 12 to, whatever. But, but, but boys and young men would be attracted to Matt Riddle as a pushed main event level Superstar done it obviously in the right way. You can't do, but but somebody who winking nods with the weed stuff and the, he's the fucking bro without being uh, douchey. Yeah, I mean, like, come on, like, how do you not yeah. push that guy to, and go right. and look at how do you not look at your ratings and go? We have a median age. What did I say last week? Fifty nine or some shit on It's just absurd. I, I hope that's wrong, but I, but I think it's shot up since. The, the pandemic and all this shit has gone down. Um, but why don't you look at that and go, we got a bunch of old fucks. We need some new people watching our show. Let's push a guy that looks like the audience that we want to bring in. It's yeah. the most obvious thing, but they won't do it. They want to fucking put Kurt Angle as, a man, as his manager. That tells you everything uh, that you need to know about Matt Riddle's potential in this company as it is. Go ahead, Kylan. You're trying to jump back in. Since, since you said that, you made me think of this. I'm, I'm very surprised that Paul Heyman didn't beseech Vince McMahon to let him have Matt Riddle on Raw because Matt Riddle is just the type of guy that Paul Heyman typically loves to have on rosters that he manages. And if someone like Paul Heyman was given complete control of WWE, Matt Riddle probably would be. Yeah, yeah, and I want to take back the whole age part because uh, it doesn't. Because Paul Heyman is certainly over forty-five, and I have all the confidence in the world that he would know how to promote and market Matt Riddle. And uh, so, yeah, so I don't, I don't think you have to be. I'm sure you could put a thirty-year-old in there, and they just maybe wouldn't know what to do with Matt Riddle or see the potential or see the the obvious demo. Uh, that they need and all that stuff. So, so let me not be uh, agent. My counterpoint would be like they are. They realize that SmackDown is a bunch of boring characters, a bunch of boring, uh, either underdeveloped or or overpushed characters, and they need more. Like AJ is not over there just because he wants to be on SmackDown. Like they need interesting, well-thought-out, fresh faces on that show. More than I think Raw does, because I think Raw is doing 
um, a pretty good job of that. But yeah, I think the Matt Riddle call up to that brand specifically was about them needing singles talent that people find it. Anything else for us, Kyle? With that being said, in in light of what you just said, Cam, about WWE management or perhaps Fox realizes that SmackDown contains a, a, a bunch of boring or overpushed characters. Are you surprised that it came out recently that Fox and CBS are tied for number one network in respective categories? Fox is number one for 18 to 49, and CBS is number one in terms of Overall network viewers. I mean, everybody at the house. I mean, like, I I find it hard to even equate um, why networks, why certain networks are being more successful than others. Uh, But yeah, everybody at the crib. So that's what they watch. Like, uh, you know, I'm I'm rewatching Justified from the beginning because I need something to do. Like yeah, uh, it just it just it just is. Um, but I mean, even though I think that SmackDown has been like less than less than fun to watch, uh, being quite honest about it, um, it's still original run programming that's on, and so people are going to watch that. For overall, Kylan, uh, I'm sure network execs are not happy. They're probably happier than they would have been in a, in a, under normal situations if this was normal June fucking 2020 to summer bullshit. But everybody's home, and is there a show that does... Uh, is there a show on CBS that does 18 million viewers anymore? I mean, I don't expect anybody to have that all. No. Right. Like, that's that's not... That used to be the norm. And now, with everybody home, they can't get back to what used to be the norm. So, again, there's just so much other shit to do. uh, Blue Bloods Bloods does about 7 to 10 million. Right. And they do decent DVR numbers. That's the plus plus sevens or whatever they call it are, are... we had this conversation a couple weeks ago. I think Rich and I did are fantastic, and it made me realize old people at least know how to use on-demand and DVR because there's no way, you know, these standard regular-ass CBS shows, fucking, you know, NCIS New Orleans or whatever, are are doing these big on-demand and DVR numbers. It's not a bunch of, you know, 22-year-olds rushing to see fucking you know, LL solve a crime. Uh, <laughs> I don't, so, so, so the technology is, the, my point back then was the technology is finally seeming, it seems to be ubiquitous. Everybody seems to get it. You, you know, even mama can bring up some shit on her phone. Everybody knows how to use Netflix. 
those are the folks. Streaming sites are the ones that are probably really doing well. And video games. Uh, but if you're other entertainment, you can't even get back to normal. You TV, you can't even get back to what your normal was five years ago when everybody's home. That's uh that's a that's a that's an indicator that that should be. It's obvious, but it should be noted. Go ahead. Well, I I guess I guess what what I was going for in there was since the since the Mad Singer and SmackDown are Fox's two most popular shows. Was it worth it for Fox? to pay as much money as they're paying for SmackDown. Well, I don't know, man, singer. I hate that. <laughs> um, it's it's just, just a part of WWE. I mean, can you say that not even a year into a five-year contract? Uh, I mean... We, we knew did, they, did they pay for WWE? Did they pay for SmackDown? I'm sorry, Cam, but did they pay for SmackDown for what it's going to get them in 2019, end of 2019 through 2020 and 2021? Or did they pay for SmackDown for what it's going to get, just how it might sustain them in that fifth year of that contract and how having them already under the umbrella when it's time for renegotiations, you know, hey, you want to come back and, you know, keep us – so we – I don't think – I can't – I'm not equipped, number one, to answer that question because I don't follow it close enough to even give – can't even give an educated guess. But also, I don't think it's someone that has all that knowledge would would or could make that uh, assessment nine months, eight months into, into a five-year contract. No, I, neither one, neither party's going to publicly say that they're dissatisfied. You bet that. You're going to hear Fox going, oh, maybe we shouldn't. That's just bad business for every reason. But, yeah. So, all right. Cool, Colin. Anything else before we go? Re- regarding the new rollout of WWE Network with the free version of WWE Network rolling out early Monday morning. Is there any other kind that that would cause you to upgrade your 999 tier when they roll out the higher price times. Yeah. yeah, thanks, Connor. No, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Um, nope. I got my, my, I'm hurt right now. Like, you know, financially, it's not great. I just had to pay for some fucking shit on my card as an insurance. Yeah, I'm going to get me started about those fucking assholes. So just, I'm like, man, and that Sling TV bill hit. And I was like, Man, I ain't even watching NXT or AEW or whatever in like weeks. Like that's the only time I fired that some bitch up. And I'm paying. Granted, it's not a cable bill. It's 
oh, it's not it. It went up. It was like 27 a month. Now it's like 31 a month. But 30 bucks a month, you know, but I'm considering, like, ah, do I need that? I'm certainly not going to pay 12 or 15.99 for for any more WWE content. Fuck no. Because I'm thinking about contracting and scaling back more. I was even thinking about my Disney Plus, like, no, 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 because WandaVision, you know, as soon as you think about it, they're like, oh, this guy's like be on WandaVision. And you're just thinking, oh, shit, that's right. Those shows are going to drop. Fucking Moon Girl's going to have her own show. Fucking She-Hulk's going to have her own. Like, all my favorites and shit. Like, chill, chill. Vision is going to have his own fucking world to live, you know, like, no, 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 no. You can, you can, you can I mean, I can cancel and get it back, no problem. But again, you go, what's seven bucks a month? Any, it's there anytime. But I'm considering scaling back. So to think about paying more to something that I'm already super disinterested in is, uh, is new, 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 new. Uh, my, my concern is with the dickheads who are pissed that there's a free version of the network. They're like, oh, I'm quitting. I'll wait a in your loyal network user spaces. Like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Like, I've been a network subscriber six years since the, the first one. I had it before it came out. I was, you know, pre-ordered, basically. And had it missed a month. Pat myself on my phone back, and I've given them $600 in the last five years. But they've given me product and a ton of it. And that free version, if you think it's going to be comparable to what you're paying for, but then you're stupid. Oh, 1,500 or 15,000 hours. They got a million fucking hours of content. And even if they were giving away, pre- like, some premium stuff, like, so what? <laughs> There's a free Hulu version, too, that you don't pay for. Like, just this, it's the same people that would get mad when they say, a free, sign up and get a free month. Like, what? Netflix and everybody does the same thing. Everybody has trial versions of everything. You can get a trial version yeah. of Norton Security or, or uh, you know, I just got a fucking VPN. You know, get a seven-day trial, 30-day trial. What's wrong with you fucking people that are mad that, like, when you act like you don't see this every day in, in marketing and how, how it works? But it's like, yeah, these are the same people that are that that would not want somebody's student loans forgiven because they just finished paying theirs. <laughs> Those are the same people. They gotta be. They gotta be. How dare they pass that legislation and fucking, uh, 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 you know, whatever it is the word is, and banish all those loans. When I paid mine and pulled myself. Okay, let's move on. As promised. It's Brooklyn. <laughs> Mike, uh, what's going on, man? What up? What's going on? What's going on? So the care of trap, what's going on? You know what it is. Yes, sir. Let me, let me, let me, let me start by saying, because you, you are the birthday, you know, guy of the month. Happy King's Day, my guy. Oh, thanks. You know what I'm Appreciate saying? That. Yeah. You know that, yeah. So, you know. So enjoy this whole month, man. King of the Sun. Yeah. Oh, oh you put my guys. Like, hold your head from Connor to the rail. 
to bar everybody. This shit is chaotic, like absolutely. And forty plus forty something years of living, not forty something, forty years of living in Brooklyn. Well, like this is this is, this is crazy. This is crazy. But we ain't, you know what I mean? I ain't even dealt so much into that because this shit is just frying my brain. That's why I'm just sitting here and relaxing, frying my brain, listening to each other. <laughs> no. That's a fact, yeah. Um, first of all, I'm going to, I'm, we starting off with this. Fuck it, I got to get it off. Yeah. It's time for Nia Jax to go. I'm sorry. <laughs> Is it time? Yo, is he? What is? Is time? What is the renewed? I mean, I'm just. Is it? Is uh, this been this renewed? Kind of like, happened on a uh, happened on Monday. Like, cause it was taped, oh. but oh. they saw it. People saw it on Monday. And then, not to mention, I'm listening to um. I read the Melson's um, podcast. They said they got a note from somebody there. It's like, this is not a fucking accident. It wasn't, it. you know what I mean? It's, it's time for this girl to go. Yo, it's time for this girl to go. Like, it didn't look like it actually tripped over nothing, they said. It didn't look like an accident. And as a person that's taking, you know, that has taken bump trap, you know, in that situation, you never throw somebody into, you know, stairs. You run on your own. You land on, you know, you know what I'm saying, on your own. Oh, I didn't see the spot. No, so the I can't. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. She, threw her, into, she threw her into the stairs. She ran. She tripped and got that person to the stairs and was already bleeding from the head. Oh. So the problem is just what they're saying Nia Jax just recklessly threw her like just full speed ahead. Right. Just, just like, like, oh, this, this girl is no more than a hundred and five to a hundred. Okay, I was about to say, I was, I was. I was literally about to make that point. Like, it is, I mean, they did both. Nah, well, you know, I, you, you can counter that by saying, well, the history of fucking wrestling, you've had 100-pounders facing 300-pounders in various ways, and, and, they, and the 300-pound person manages not to kill or hurt the fucking smaller person, at least legit. So, yeah, I, I think that, yeah, I, I think... Uh, Remember, I can write a goddamn column about how she should. I think she should have stayed a year more in NXT. Absolutely, I don't know. Maybe they need to bring in Karma, Awesome Karma, whatever they, you know, her name is at this point, to bring her in and just, you know, just, just work with her. Also, it's it's she debuted in NXT in 2015. So she's not some two, you know, she's not two years into the business. She's five years on right. TV. Because they hot shot her up to the main roster in 2016 without her having, you know what I'm saying? You got right. girls down there that's way better than her that have been there for longer than she has. But my, what I'm saying is it might not be about, oh, training will make you better. It might be you've been a fucking wrestler for 
on, on TV for five years and you're not getting better and, you're, and you have a thing about hurting people. Like that's just a consistent thing in your career. Right. Like that's more than like yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think it's about curtains for her. It's, it should be about time for her. She ain't got it. Like, it's not, like, I don't give a fuck who your cousin is. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just not it. Yeah. It means something between. So I'm, I'm hearing Rock Daughters killing it down there in um, performance in Atlanta. She certainly ain't afraid to cuss a motherfucker out on Twitter who's being a fucking bigot or a scumbag or an apologist. <laughs> so it's like, oh, this is really, she's got some gumption. And, and like mean, some real gumption, not like some performative bullshit. Yeah, like, like to yeah, me, I mean, to come from a family that's, uh, you know, like, like The Rock being so meticulous about the things he says and, and he's very careful not to offend um, and, you know, uh, Republicans buy movie tickets too, right? Um, but, you know, Mike finally said so, shit. Yeah, being so careful about how he comes across, she's very unapologetic in 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 her plight. Um, yeah, it's 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 how she even ethnically wise, right? She's you know her, she's got even less black in her than her dad, but she's like you know for the people that go rock never you know showcases black culture whatever that means you know but for people trying to really fuck you all yeah I don't know if you follow her on the gram and you see her squad all of them talking and shit no 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 I do that's what I'm saying she's, it doesn't it's not performative like let me get on Twitter where it's public and be you know like. It seems like her real life. She's she rides really for her, she rides for her her folks. And but again, if if you were to make that that argument about you know Rocky ain't, ain't you know black this that the third dad's name Rocky Johnson with an afro and you know we know that's just ridiculous. But technically, blood wise, you want to get all, all genetic on it. Uh, she's she's less and more. Absolutely. That's a fucking movie. And that's not a judgment, a value yeah. judgment either. I'm not saying, I don't know, whatever. And the Golden News fucking Jackson Wright has got, um, yeah, Kevin Owens told him a new accent. Shut him down. Little dog, too. Like, the shit he said. I don't know what, you know, offhand, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try my best right now. He said, um, to the effect, you know, with all the way to this shit going on, it's just, like, just plain, just stupid and fucking ignorant, like, like, like the shit you would even say to represent. That's the dumbest shit ever. Like, have a nice day, a nice night, or some shit he's all. Yeah. It is. He got scolded. And I'm waiting to hear what... Oh, no, he got I'm dragged, dragged all over Twitter. But what does that mean? I'm waiting to hear what, what Preacher Man Cornette got to say about him. To get the head real quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could cut that promo. <laughs> you, you, yeah, I, yeah, that'll be, be interesting in, in that it's just like, okay, this will be fired up. This motherfucker right here, this idiot motherfucker. Yeah. But, uh, oh, 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 oh,
and call everybody. Like, people called him a misogynist for saying that Becky, you know, Becky got pregnant at her, you know, at her money making peak. And he kind of was like, he, he likened it to one of the boys breaking their legs on purpose and in the middle of their money making time and whatever. And it's like, you can have an opinion on whether that's like, you know, whatever. But how is it misogynist to say, a, like, a, women have babies? I can't, like, I can't, so I can't say anything about pregnancy? Like, I can't have an opinion right. like that? I can't say it. I, I don't know. Like, as far as, like, you can say he's an asshole or he's being insensitive, but just everything yeah, you, you don't fucking like something a woman does. Like, I don't, like, I, like they don't want to have babies. If I'm going to have an opinion or someone right. have, then I guess they would say don't have an opinion, but then it's like, well, okay, shut down. I, I can't. Uh, and not to be defending Corny and his, you know, he says a lot of stupid shit and scathing stuff, but it was like, there's a lot of things to say about a fucking guy like Jim Cornette to have to throw, oh, he's a messiah. I was going to get proper camera. I guess maybe that is the answer. Maybe it's like, shut up. You don't have, you know. It's Brian Poole. She can eat that? Yeah. I think I know it's about rap. Yeah. Fuck going into this dumbass office. I didn't appreciate actually what he said about fucking Becky Lynch. I mean, no, not Becky Lynch, Dana Brooks. That was fucking disgusting. Like, that was fucking disgusting. And, like, let's look in the mirror, brother. I don't know. You don't know. Pie face or skillet face. You know, come on. Yeah, it was, it was out of the blue and, like, what the fuck she do to you, Jim? You know, but and there's so many, again, there's so, there were reasons to, to yell at fucking, uh, 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 of Dana Brooke in that moment at that Money in the Bank because she allowed herself to be portrayed like a fucking moron. Like a fucking idiot. Like that's what you yell at. You yell at her or the booking or Stephanie coming in and stomping and pissing all over that segment. But to say, just out of nowhere, make a comment about (laughs) about however our face looked. I forget. But again, that's just, you know, Somebody was being mean. And let's be clear. Let's be clear. That fucking, that fucking uh, with his wife said, that shit of his ain't easy on my either. Like, so Who? the only woman that was going to work out was going to fucking marry him. Oh, my God. <laughs> see, see, Mike, you're disgusting. You're disgusting, Mike. <laughs> As I'm laughing, fucking crack up at, at a... Someone else's expense. <laughs> yeah, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, like, reach. And, like, with the whole AEW, I get it, because, you know, I was trying to add nation value to what's going on. You know, there with, um, with the whole type of shit and him having heavy Zahugo and, um, the other kid, like, they had a few dudes in this fight. I don't know. Let's be, be where it goes. Like, I'm gonna end y'all with this because I don't, you know, people let somebody else get on. Um, yeah. Which I think the, um, which I think the prospects of them getting that um, NXT title this Saturday. And I'm gonna end with that. You know, miss everything that happened. Yeah, I mean they 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 put up a big, not big, but they tweeted out. You know, one year Adam Cole's been champion, and that felt like, holy shit. How, how how's a year going by? But also, I got the damn memories on Facebook that oh yeah, it's been a year since Vegas. I'm like fuck, how's a whole year going by since then? 
But yeah, that's uh, I I don't I don't know. I cannot make the call. That is a I don't know storyline wise if it's just one of those inevitable things. It doesn't feel like that, and it doesn't feel like if nothing lost, it would be like some kind of crushing momentum stopping thing. Uh, then when you get into the personal stuff, you have to assume that he's on TV being pushed in the main event. They are, I hope, confident, you know, that he's not, some shit's going to come back in three, six months and be like, ah, you know, look at this. Here's a, here's a, whatever. I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, I can't call that one, Mike. Seems yeah. like um, it seems like it'd be the time, though. I mean, why the hell not? Yeah, I think that um, you know, it, it's so much stuff has happened both in the world and with him to where you know mm-hmm. we were talking about his trajectory a year ago being about as high as it could go, and you know, mm-hmm. even without you know the accusations around him. Um, you know, him, you know, maybe winning the NXT title, like, during a pandemic where the audience isn't there, um, it, it would just be, it would all feel kind of strange. Um, I like to think that with what he was accused of and how much time has passed and how they pushed him, I would like to think that that means they found out it was BS. I have no yeah. information one way or another. You know what I but mean? But you also can't speak very confident in that because of the company we're dealing with. And because of, yeah, because of who we're rolling with. Exactly. Yeah. Even in 2020, where things are supposed to be more transparent, you just don't know. So, um, and even the nature you know, of the uh, uh, alleged offense, that's always, no matter who you work for, what you do in life, that's always touchy and sensitive. And can we talk about it in this way? Can we go about our business in this way? How much should we uh, uh, how much of an arm's length should we stay away? That that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I, I think the match is, of course, going to be very good because those two are very good. I mean, they'll have some type of audience there, um, but still, you just feel like that's supposed to be big stage, full arena, rabid crowd at a takeover. Um, yeah. Like it being his last chance at the title tells me, um, you know, if he doesn't oh. win, does he does he move up? Like does does he show up on Raw at uh, Backlash or show up you know at Backlash or the night after Backlash? Um, you know it's just uh, hard to really say exactly which way that's going to go. So that adds a bit of a wrinkle, um, knowing that he's that that's the stiff. Um, I would reevaluate, recalculate, and say that I would I would lean more towards him winning. Than not and being called up. Um, just, one because they just did the same thing on SmackDown with Matt Riddle, not a title situation, but you know high enough profile that it was a big deal. And he certainly to me when he lost, and it was like, oh, he went up, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, I guess he's got to do the job when he leaves the fucking territory because it's 1972. It was a line I used. Uh, but would they want to do that again and have have him go to? Go to Raw. I don't. I don't know. I, I was. I was thinking, shit. Maybe he lobbies to not win the NXT title till there's an audience back. But shit, maybe he 
wins the title, and then when there's by the time there's an audience back, then he's coming up to Raw or, or something. I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm not sure if the money. You know, if Matt Riddle all the, is now is getting, you know, three or five times more in his checks now that he's on SmackDown, and the other team would get the same when he goes to Raw. I think it's a no-brainer if you're the talent. But yeah, are, are we confident that if that's how you know you go to triple from Triple A to the fucking majors? Well, there's a there's a difference going immediately in that first game check that you get, even if you don't play, because you're just some fucking you know twenty fourth man on the roster kind of guy. Yeah, that's still you know. But no, they'll probably still be getting whatever contract they sign. And so if that's the case, I'd say stay where you are, build yourself up, become more marketable. So when it is time to renegotiate and go move up, but I'm not in that situation. I don't know how these things really work, and I'm I'm guessing. But um, I don't know. Is it more work being a raw? I guess yeah, just dealing with raw personalities and smack dealing with Vince directly. I want to stay out of that fucking situation as long as possible. Yeah. Yeah, especially if the money is the same. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, yeah, right. I just think that um, that's, that, that's accurate, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's uh, we'll say let's wrap things up with Darrell, but he put his hand down. I don't know if he uh, stepped away or, or what he did, but... We've got Rich Fan on the line. Rich, uh, what's happening? You want to give a preview for VIP tonight? Sure. Um, I spent the better part of uh, two hours this afternoon talking with uh, one of my, thanks to Kylan, uh, Mark Blutman, a new friend who wrote Boy and Girl Meets World and spent you know that time talking about stuff he wanted to apologize for. I didn't think it was going to go there. But it did. But he talked about wow. like the interracial relationship they had with Sean and how he felt like he could have gone further and felt bad now twenty some odd years later for not going further with it. And just it was a lot. It was a lot because I was raw, he was raw. He was really good friends with Shad Gaspard. He had helped him get his shows like before he died, like getting ready to be put out for spec. And so he just talked about like even that and it's so I'm going to talk a little bit about that. I'm going to talk about, you know, my football players making me feel really good this morning after a week and a half of hell. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, and uh, you know, just I, I don't know if Cam's talked about it, but I, I you know, express my support for whatever you're doing with uh, that new project you, you mentioned on Twitter. Uh, yeah, it's um, – so I haven't said anything about that because it's it's really something that um, – when when I say it, I want it to make perfect sense, and so I, okay. I you know, spent some time talking to people about you know exactly what I want to happen, what I think is going to happen. So yeah, um, it'll be Jesus, get my ass kicked over here. It'll be um, <laughs> hopefully by uh, maybe maybe tomorrow or by Friday Saturday. I want to be able to put out like a video. 
kind of saying exactly what the plan is, um, what I expect from people, because, you know, I, I I just think about all the people who know exactly what we are, who we are and what we do, and then I think about the people who have never heard our names before, and, and but know somebody who does the exact same thing that we do. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, it's about being able to have things in one place about saying that we belong to something in common and that we all contribute in a way that that's beneficial to not only us but the people like us and the people coming after us. So um, I'm being vague on purpose, but it'll all make sense. So. Yeah. So I will not be talking about that. I will be <laughs> uh, lend, lending the floor to you, my good friend, about uh, – the land and hearing a, I, I decided you're basically going to be my book on tape on tape reviewer for that. Oh no, no, no. Don't, uh, don't don't come to me. No, no, the book is there for you. Don't 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 try to get no reviews mm. out of me, motherfucker. You don't want to. You gave mm. up on the book. You don't. You don't Listen, to, I, so I feel some kind doing? of way. <laughs> you should have tapped after I just broke up. Uh, so what you doing? <laughs> Here. I'm, I'm moving on with my life, motherfucker. I'm doing. <laughs> actually, to that point, I'm actually good. When we do our uh, VIP, I am going to talk about like all this stuff came out. This is the craziest day I've had in a while. I got yeah. like from seven different people, either DMs or the weirdest like long emails, including a girl I dated in college that was like, "I'm sorry, I wasn't brave enough to fight my parents to keep dating you." Oh shit! And I was like, "Wait, what?" I was like, okay, where did this come from? Damn. And I'm reading this, and, like, Melissa is, like, working over my shoulder, and she's like, well, I mean, her loss. Yeah. But, yeah, that stuff, like, it's it's wild. People are, like, waking up in ways I didn't think. You know, to me, I did not imagine, and I want you guys to talk about this. I know time is short, but. I never thought I would live in a world where Randy Orton gets it, at least publicly, in a way that Drew Brees never will. That was uh, that was interesting. Again, he he he, like like the guy I talked about in, earlier in the opening about uh, who who I had a conversation with the day of or right after Charlottesville, uh, and he just we're just I am and back and forth, and he's just not getting it. Like, how do you just not get? You see what's happening on TV right in front of your face. It's how do you not get it? And then here we are, three years later, um, and he has this this open, long, public kind of like, what the fuck? How didn't I get it? How did I just discount all those opinions of people that I at least somewhat respected? Uh, now I get it, and it's like. Oh, okay. I mean, you need to do now. You need to live that. It's great that you right. did the first step. But hearing that from Morton was kind of like the same thing. Like, oh shit! I never. I didn't think. And then you know, like fuck. The, yeah, the I never thought were, I'd, the, Yeah, I never thought I'd hear it. And you don't want to again go. What the fuck took you so long? Cause you want him to just go. Wait till you fucking open another door. And you just want to keep, keep, okay, now keep going. Keep that fucking self-discovery uh, thing uh, about you going. And keep that open-mindedness about how other people's, how other people live and their plights and their, and their, and their psychologies of their communities. You know, you might learn something else, you know, so. Right. 
Uh, yeah, so instead of being yeah antagonistic, which was kind of knee-jerk kind of thing, like, what the fuck? Oh, man, you get it, motherfucker? Took a knee on somebody's neck on tape? But but sometimes that's what it takes, and you just you just be thankful, I guess, that, that they at least get it now, that a knee to the fucking yeah. neck and murder on another murder on tape didn't just wash over them, and they go, well, you should have complied. You know, well, where were the parents? Well, what about Chicago? Well, if they pulled their pants up, you know, was a fucking full acceptance of, yo, what the fuck, like the rest of us, like, and now, like I guess. Oh, I had a dude, I had a coworker do that. She had a, oh, one of my coworkers, her uh, neighbor was on Facebook and did that, what about Chicago? And I'm, you know, much like Shahid, I'm usually not one to jump in anymore, or Cam's really been the, VI, the, v, the, 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 the MVP of doing that. But I jumped in, I was like, what about Appalachia? Why don't you ever talk about that? Right. Why don't you talk about Beverly, Kentucky? Because I was in Beverly, Kentucky, and I ignored the stills people were making meth in to make a handicapped person a ramp. And I still was waiting to duck an N-word on the way out. Didn't get it. So, progress, I guess. Yeah. But you're going to be here in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania, talking about Chicago. You don't even know where Chicago is on a map. <laughs> And yeah. the dude's like, well, I, you're just insulting my intelligence. It's like, you know, you insulted my intelligence yeah. by making me think this is a conversation instead of you getting all your white anger out on another white uh, on a white woman because you thought she wasn't going to clap back. What about Chicago? I okay, like uh, like Darrell said last week. Let's let's talk about why Chicago is the way Chicago is. You want you, you want to have that fucking conversation, scumbag? Fuck no, you don't yeah. want to have that conversation. Hell no, he don't want to talk about. You know, my sister in there. He don't want to talk about the highway system. I mean, shit. And you talk about everything in America can be traced back to racism and bigotry. Like the fucking highway systems of Chicago were set up so white people didn't have to see black people. That's the only reason that the highway system, and it's way more, I'm making it very simplistic, but that's, it was yeah. designed to keep fucking this people here with access to very little, not even a fucking supermarket, and everybody can just ride the highways over top of them, no matter what. Oh, you want noise pollution? Nah, that ordinance can pass. It, don't worry, it's only that neighborhood or this part of town. Get the fuck out of here about Chicago. That's one thing. That's highway systems from the 40s and 50s. I mean, you know, there's seven more decades after that of, of, of why Chicago is the way it is. Uh, I mean, yeah. Look yeah, at I read this fucking fantastic thread about Fred Hampton that I just was reminded about how fantastic of a, of a, of a young, charismatic activist he was and, and just how tragic and how the aftermath of uh, and that Boondocks episode just perfect. It just reminded me how they perfectly in, encapsulated what happened in that instance. Ran up in that man's crib, shot 25 times. The Panther shot once, probably in the like they said it was a spaz or whatever. Uh, 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 and, and in the way they portrayed it in the media and the headlines and the fucking chiefs of police that were out there just lying, just fucking gaslighting and just. To this day, 50 fucking years later, that's just, people want to talk about Chicago. What about the Panthers? They want to put the Panthers in the same category as, you know, white militia groups that go out and fucking terrorize shit and blow up abortion clinics and do all that right-wing bullshit. 
Uh, what about the Panthers? Like, yeah, the Panthers didn't go around indiscriminately shooting cops like y'all fucking white fan- anger fantasies portrayed. <laughs> they fed their community and protected them with fucking legal arms. Miss, Miss, Mr. Fucking 2A, Mr. Fucking Second Amendment fuck. And even with the even with the when you think about it, and that's where I get annoyed because like Sonia lives there, and she says this protest every day. You can look in Chicago; there's a protest almost every day. So it's not like people don't care about this stuff. And then when you look at the Panthers, they didn't care about him and with guns. The second those kids were getting that free lunch and they were trying to help the communities, now all of a sudden they're agitators. Yeah, when they want to bring shit together, like, that's when that's when it yeah. happens. When you go. Hey, Latins, hey, Irish folks, hey, black folks, let's, we're all broke as fuck and living in fucking squalor with inequities and very little opportunity. Let's do something to turn this around. Oh, church organizations? Oh, fucking Islamic organizations? Let's all, and it was just like, this is just, this is too much. We have to murder everyone involved and destroy it. And to think that that kind of stuff still doesn't go, uh, exist is 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 absurd. I love when people acknowledge cons- old conspiracies, but pretend like, oh well, we're we're well past that now. That, that's just a, a thing that, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, and that's, that's what that's what burns me up about Jericho. All that upheaval. As we got this, I got AEW oh, up in the yeah. background. I just put on as I tweeted, like Jericho is doing this thing all out of night, <laughs> and then. You know, he hit my dumbest look. That's his entire – I shouldn't dis- demean his career because I can do that without – as an artist, fine, whatever. But the person, Chris Irvine, is – he's got a horseshoe up his butt because last week he happened to have the temerity to be – or not the, the intelligence to interview, of all people, Suge Dunkerton. So you spent three days rightfully getting roasted, and you have one of the foremost black wrestlers who has the guts to go across the pond and start the process to get guys like Darius, start guys like uh, Trevor Aon and others to get a chance to go across, and then have those guys come over here, and you get him kind of to be your uh, shield after you can't even have enough balls to say Black Lives Matter. Like, you can't say, like, like uh, they put up the meme of Chandler, like, Black, Black Lives, Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. Like, why? Yeah, yeah. I think it was Joey, but yeah, yeah. Joey, okay, I, I don't know. Yeah, he's the dumb I, one. They so were no black people. Yeah. No, they did like black, black lives, lives matter, matter. Black lives matter. All lives matter. <laughs> like no, that's not no, no, fuck face. <laughs> like so, even even freaking Hangman Page is all up in uh, Riker with three K's uh, mentions, and he's like politely go f yourself. Yo, Seth Rogen on Instagram is. Here for it. He's Seth like, Black Lives Matter. So people he always mention, talk about all lives matter. He's just, it seems like every single one of them, he's like, fuck you. Fuck off. Go to hell. Suck my dick. And it's just, <laughs> he's responding to everybody that says all lives matter. Or, hey, bro, I'm not going to, he's like, you don't deserve to watch my movies. Fuck you. <laughs> hey, oh we live in a world where, like, a few weeks ago, there were folks with guns out in Texas, in, yeah. in, in Michigan, all these places, and not a nary a peep. Cam walks out, can't even, like, walk, like, two miles without catching tear gas. Yeah. Yeah. And that's relatively peaceful. And I didn't say it was the ruckus was caused by the fucking protesters either. <laughs> 
Like, and that's the other thing. Like, I was that's what I was talking about, Mark, and I'll shut up and let you guys finish up how you do. Love you as always. Be safe out there, and if you need me, you know where to get me. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I mentioned, Mark, the insanity to me of you go around and you see this stuff, and I, I, you know, I'm not, you know, I don't purport to be the smartest man in the world, but when I look at 50 states and I see all 50 states have protests, there are no more outside agitators from another state to come. Like, everybody's mad. Well, you got Guam mad. Like, well, it, well it, no, 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 no. There are outside. There are, I don't know if they're outside. No, 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 no. I, I get that they're part. I was going to get Ooh. to that because, like, yeah, the out-of-state thing where they're saying, like, everybody's from out-of-state. And, like, when they started running that, like, everybody who got arrested from out-of-state. It's like, no, that's not the case. Yeah. What you have is you have outside agitators from communities. Like, I live in the North Hills in Pittsburgh. And the kid who set fire downtown to the police car was a white dude from the North Hills who just wanted to rage. Mm-hmm. He had no agenda. Oh, and yeah, and as his parents were allowed to. Of the YouTube and Twitter is full of compilations of white people busting shit up and black people screaming at them to stop. Or yeah, uh, spray paint, stop killing us blacks, was written by a white woman. A uh, white right. woman in a mask, well, you know, and there's like a bandana around her face, spray painting BLM on the wall. And a black woman's yelling at her to stop because black people are going to get blamed for it. <laughs> and <laughs> right? she's like, you like, can't police my spraying. You can't police my... Like, the, the, the audacity and the privilege that the, you know, I have WPXI, which is an NBC affiliate, can watch these parents take this kid out of their car and walk him into the city police station to turn himself in, where we knew who he was, and if that kid had a different tone, they're kicking that door down and they're dragging him out of his room. Shit, they might fucking kick his, bust his windows in like they did to those two window, uh, women. Just bust their windows right. in, made some t- Purpose ram, tase them, drag them out the fucking car. Like again, I don't, and a lot of people. Oh, you don't know what happened before that tape, but it's like, or before the hit before. No. It's like, fam, they were in traffic doing track. I don't know what could have they could have done to justify that, because unless they brandished right. a weapon, like if they drove by the cops a block earlier and like, and and brandished a weapon or, you know. But I don't care if a block away they was like fuck the police had had all kinds of fuck fuck the police music playing and was flipping them off. I doubt that that, mm-hmm. that happened or anything close. But yeah, right. so and the institu- and we yeah. could talk about this during VIP. But like the institutionalized part of this is the two dudes who did it were black. Oh well, the cops, the cops that pulled them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, those cops. Are, you saw my man with his fucking hands in his pocket. Fucking Asian homie. Fucking Vietnamese yeah. dude, I, I assume by his name, I think. But, you know, he said, you know, what? what? He, he was supposed to, supposed to, right. you know, shouldn't and he been be partners. Guy, you know, but he's like, no, he's a fucking cop. He, he's, that's his fucking family. That's his people. Right. That's his fucking squad. That's who he's going to ride for. But, yeah, I, you know, I, I'm going to get out of here. I gave 38 bucks to turn Texas blue. I joined that challenge. But they're all the same, Rich. So I don't know. Democrat, Republican. They, 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 I've been told. Listen, listen. Care told me they were all the same. Listen, listen. At the end of the day, I knew, and that, and that's what people got to realize with some of this stuff too. And then I'm gonna shut up and leave. Uh, when you have conversations on Twitter with people you know, it becomes a thing where other people join in, and then at some point that person has to call you and like, listen, this is this is a little. Like, that's what Bruce did. Yeah. He's like, this is getting a little wild. 
Like, I'm, you know what I'm trying to say? I was like, I know what you're trying to say. I'm just telling y'all, if you're going to have a political science, like a, a sociology chat, uh, Twitter ain't going to be the place to do it yeah. right now because black folk don't want to hear about let's just create another party out of the ether. Because I've barely learned to trust, and my family's family has barely learned to trust over low 100 years because Bruce was talking about the Dixie Crest. Like, yeah, you're just re- – you, I know that part. I know Democrats and Republicans have had to flip. I'm telling you that we have guys on this side that took bricks to the head to keep me with the right to vote. And on the other side, we got like even Bernie. Like, (laughs) right, we got the brick throwers. Right. So it's like if you if you tell me like at the end of the day, I need Bernie Sanders to be in the Democratic coalition, even though he's an independent, because if he has to drag Biden or whoever it is kicking and screaming to the left. There is no Bernie. Like, if, they, if for all things being, there is no right-wing version of, like, well, you know, birds are landing on this dude's hand, and he's just saying sometimes the colors got to get beat. No. There's, there's no person oh that's God. talking about, like, the economic disparity of the world is built on these five things. We'll have affordable health care, but you must sacrifice all the blacks. Like, you know, there's no, like, dark, insidious, like, uh, uh, conspiracy like Jericho would want. That we it's know just of. at the end of the day that we know of. That we know of. <laughs> yeah, that's what. And, and the, uh, I'm also going to continue my quest to get you to read uh, uh, Black Monday because uh, I do. I do say that like one of my personal like things out of all of this in life is to be able to talk to Jonathan Hickman and thank him for writing this stuff and talking about inequality in a way that I think people get but people they might get not it. get yeah. between. Yeah, because when you talk about the economic burden, the yoke that's been putting on black people. I mean, you talk about Drew Brees. Those freaking stars got put on a flag because Crispus Addicts got murdered, and they used that as part of the reason to fight the British. If you don't admit that our blood is in that flag, then you don't understand why your granddad was fighting. There you go. And with that, they they, they, they Chris out. Appreciate you, uh, uh, Rich. They prove every day that they don't fucking even know what that goddamn if they if they really understood what the goddamn Confederate flag meant, using that specifically, they there's just no way you could hold those two thoughts in your head that heritage you know heritage not hatred like okay like let's 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 put the hatred part away even though you can't but let's put that that your heritage is built on traitor shit right and loser shit like you don't even gotta you don't even have to be the hit them with the traitor part like which is true. Like, y'all lost. Y'all a bunch of fucking losers. Who, who, who puts up, who got a bunch of fucking Buffalo Bills 1991 to 94 AFC championship flags up? Oh, I know people who got those. <laughs> oh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> They're kind of sad, but, you know. I put Cam on hold and I'm going to put Rich on hold. Get out of here, Rich. Put the wrong on hold. Yeah. I'm bad. Uh... Yeah, Rich definitely knows somebody with a bunch of AFC championship bill stuff. But at least the bills ain't fuck nobody up and and, and and do, you know, horrible shit, again, that we know of. You know, who knows what Andre Reid was doing behind the scenes. Um, but, okay, real quick, we, we, we went over time by a ton. Uh, Jarrell, anything to add uh, uh, to the combo before we get out of here? What up? Not really. Not too much to add to it. Except um, 
forget them three scum bags I was talking about earlier. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I gonna let y'all go, man. Sorry, man. Um. <laughs> uh, 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 real quick before we go, uh, fucking Linda Hogan made a fucking ass of herself and, and got dragged pretty hard yeah. on Twitter. And then you, you had uh, Tony Khan, dinners, boy. my friend TK, my pal TK, your man, uh, virtual signaling. I can't, I can't help but think. I, I, I know you don't know the, the stuff what's in somebody's heart, but it's like, oh, what a. What a wow, what a stance to take, Tony. She's now banned from the EW fucking events along with her husband. Like, what, a, what an ally. It's just that big boy. It just seems so, like, just driven with. We're, 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 we're allies too. We're on the right side of history. Like, are you? Is, is that what your donation page would say, Tony? Um, but yeah. People have shown in the last week we have gotten a glimpse of of true character. You know, uh, people's colors of their 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 true colors have been seen. Like when somebody like like a Jericho who's gone gotten through his career pretty much like I'm sure there's been an instance or two. He's certainly a drinker, so I'm sure there's been something. I'm just not remembering in the last. 15 or 20 years, but you know, good above the fray now here, he's right in, he's like, oh, okay thanks for telling me who you are, what's in what's in your heart, appreciate that, uh, your friends list is, if it hasn't people ain't exposed themselves in the last three years this has done a, another job of uh, exposing exposing people who don't or will never get it. Or like we talked about earlier, people that might go, what the fuck? I, I can't believe it took me so long to get, but I get it. Or at least I'm trying to get it. Um, yeah. But even those folks, now is not the time to, 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 to go, oh, okay, great. We have an ally. No, keep the fucking pressure on. Keep, yeah. keep pressing sure. your, keep pressing your, 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 To be fucking, you know, active at least and have it, you know, caring. Like that's all. That's the first step. Just care about it a little bit. Care about what's happening in the world, not just when something gets trendy. A hashtag fucking jumps off. Uh, everybody's talking about George Floyd. It sucks that nobody's talking about. Not nobody, but people are not talking about Breonna Taylor, which was. <sighs> You know, it's not a fucking contest. Way more egregious than what happened to George Floyd. Like that—that's murder on tape. But again, it's not a contest. Like, I got—I'm not trying to compare who what was worse. But because it wasn't a thing on tape that we all got to see and viscerally, viscerally react to, uh, there's just less outrage and the less outcry. But there's so many. I, I know George Floyd takes the takes the brunt, not brunt, but takes the, uh, the, certainly the publicity and the hashtags and all the, and the attention, but it ain't just George Floyd, people that don't, don't understand, well, what about this one that, that, that did shit, we saw Walter Scott get shot in the back five times, and then the cop planted a taser on him, and then the first, oh, my supervisor, she was like, she's a young white woman, she's like, uh, 
she's um like, well, you know, shouldn't now that they got arrested, shouldn't that quell? I was like, Rachel, we've seen this fucking story. Walter Scott shot in HD fucking five times in the back, and the cop planted a taser on him, planted a weapon on him, and then the first jury was like, and it was a hung jury, and they had to come back and run it back, and then they finally convicted him of murder. But they had to do it twice! I'm supposed to trust in a system that had, you know, HD murder on tape and, 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 and evidence planting, and the jury was hung the first time. I'm supposed to feel fucking confident that Chauvin, who they fucking charged, oh, third-degree murder, whatever the fuck that means, and they already doing shenanigans with his estate, already doing shenanigans with his estate so they can get out of any kind of civil civil suit that might come. Fucking, these people know the system. They will use that shit to be, to, even Chauvin's broke ass. He ain't some fucking rich guy. The fucking cop on the fucking beat. Uniform cop. Make, what, 80 grand a year with some overtime at most? But he know the fucking system. And he got cop lawyers that know the damn system. Anyway, I didn't really want to get back on that. It's so hardcore. Oh, before we go, uh, uh, Brian Austin just chimed in from Phoenix. Uh, Brian, what's up, man? Hey, Trav. I, yeah, I did just jump on. I hope you have a real good night. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah. Really impassioned uh, things you're saying. And, you know, just like everybody else, I'm saddened. But I want to keep it I'm serious, but I also want to keep it light as well. Looking Please. forward to NXT. And I'm looking forward to NXT tonight and see what happens with um, with Drake Maverick. Um, he's been kind of, um, I won't say banana peeling his way to uh, the championship round, but he, it's been interesting on how they kept him, uh, kept him in it. It's nice to final, right? Yeah. Who's his, who's in the finals with him? Um, uh, I don't want to butcher the. Thanks, Cam. <laughs> I didn't hear either one of y'all. Yeah, uh, El Ejo de Fantasma. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh man. And we'll see. If, All right. And we'll see if there's a kidnap. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Trap. I was gonna say this no, is what happened with the kidnapping angle as well. With that. Who got kidnapped? Well, remember that um, there was. Um, now, Wait, the Mexican dude. Uh, yeah, the two. But the last show they had the audience at, um, my man who's like the perpetual like jobber to the stars guy, Raul Gonzalez, Raul something, got kidnapped. Raul, Raul Mendoza. Mendoza. <laughs> yeah, the dude's in Lucha Mask, threw him in the trunk. Is this what you're talking about, Brian? Is this a payoff? Yeah, DJZ was DJZ was the other. And I'm sorry, my mind's kind of scrambled, but uh, I can't remember his NXT name. But DJZ was the second person that got kidnapped. Joaquin something. Rivers or yeah, Joaquin, uh, Joaquin uh, Wild. Wild. Yeah, Joaquin Wild. They tried to kidnap. Well, I can't say they tried to kidnap Tazawa, but they tried to grab Tazawa Wild um, um, as well, like maybe two weeks ago. So. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> I'm not tuning in just to see it. They really kidnapping motherfuckers continuously. And nobody's doing anything well, of a thing. That's the best. See what these rioters and looters are doing? They're taking away, uh, act, uh, um, you know, police presence and, and crime that's happening in other places. They got a bunch of rioters out there. Going. Okay. And, 
And Mendoza's yeah. been at least a month ago since he got grabbed. So who knows what's going on with that? that? Was, fam, that was when I was still watching. Like I said, that was like one of the last audience field episodes. That might have been the the first performance center one they had because they got because they were having some kind of event at full sale. So it wasn't a pandemic episode, but it was a full it was at a full sale episode. I think this was one of the last audience episodes I watched. And he got kidnapped. That was like March. <laughs> it's June. <laughs> what the hell? Even in some warehouse, just hope they kept him fed and shit. That's the thing. Maybe you got that tall bear in the freezer technology, like keep like around them to keep them <laughs> fresh and safe. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, really quickly, um, yeah. to, to totally change change the topic, you guys mm-hmm. hear a crazy tweet that I 100% believe. Yeah, go ahead. Spanish porn star Nacho Vidal, who likes to advertise his aromatic candles shaped like male genitalia male genitalia on Twitter, has been arrested on manslaughter charges following a man's death during a mystic ritual in which he inhaled psychedelic toad venom. Damn, he was on that MAO fucking... <sighs> yeah. I, 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 I've, I've seen Nacho's work. I 100% believe this. Like, <laughs> he's been, he been smashing bras for 20 years and ain't smiled once in a movie. Like, I, I believe this. Something's something <laughs> right about that guy. See, that's gonna put a bad, a bad, a bad name on the, on 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 the fucking Mao toe venom and shit, and that's like real. That's, <laughs> no, I'm not even coming at it from like a. That's not a. It's like ayahuasca or something. Ain't some shit you fucking. Like you said, it was a ceremony or whatever. But that's, I'm gonna assume he had other shit ailing him in in his head, and and it wasn't the fucking the medicine that made him. Lose his shit. God damn. Uh, all right. What a what a what a uh, note to end on. But <laughs> thanks, Brian. Uh, appreciate everybody uh, calling in and tweeting and email. Well, we got an email in a couple weeks. I'm gonna fuck around with y'all. Get at us on the email too. Uh, where the hell is uh uh Jabron? Where you at? That used to be clockwork. Like you know. Get a Jabron email two or three days before the show. Uh, let us know you are right, at least. Maybe out there. Uh, it, got, it got fucking hot in Vegas, man. They were shooting cops in the head and shit in Vegas. I'm not putting two and two together or nothing, Jabron, but, you know. Send us an email. Let us know you ain't, uh, you know, hemmed up somewhere. Um, but, yeah, on that note, thanks, everybody. We'll talk to y'all next week.